Even the last verse, it is said that far greater is the gain who works in the spirit of dedication, in the spirit of inspired activity, or in the spirit of karma yoga, buddhi yoga. Then what is that extra gain? Which is far greater than the result that you wanted. He says, Buddhi yuktaha jahatiha. That Buddhi yukta, one who is endowed with this attitude, jahati, cast off, iha itself, not after life. The proof of the Gita is here and now. Practice. He says, Swalpamasya api dharmasya. And when I was reading the Gita, and when I just observe certain aspects, not every aspect of your life, you also see in your life, wherever you work in this spirit out of love, you can see the result. You don't need any other proof. Whenever you work in such a spirit of love and dedication, not out of selfishness as to what I will get out of it, those are the moments you found the greatest joy in the work. The result did not matter. Haven't you experienced that? I'm sure, even if you have not studied the Gita, at those rare motor moments, you have done this, you will realize the joy you feel. Recently, I have to deal with a lot of, I mean, even earlier I used to deal with couples, but those couples would always, whatever, they would complain about, men don't complain because they'll be laughed at. But women can complain, they would complain and all that, but the complaints were not that serious, they're not going to divorce their husbands or any such thing. Today, the young couples, They just can't stay with each other. The reason is that two individuals now living individualistically, all their emotions, they went out to each other. They cannot went out to anybody. Now, it's not that they don't love each other, not that they are not two good people. And there are occasions where someone is nasty or uh, alcoholic or, or has lost his, uh, you know, bearings or whatever you can say or you know, has got, uh, you know, vices, etc. There's a different story. But when we're talking about two good individuals, each one, of course, is different. And very often, many of the men will just send out these jokes of how frustrated they are. But outside the world, they'll give a smile. Very nice. Everything, no? But women, they don't hide their feelings. So very often they will come up and say, 
So I mean, it's not that I don't love my husband. Not that he's not good. In many ways, he's very good. I know that he loves me also, but I get irritated with him. <laughs> and I'm not happy. I don't know. I'm not happy. This is the story of every wife. Almost. So, you know, then they say, how do we apply the Gita? And how can we accept? I come back home, I'm also working, and this fellow just sits and watches television. And, you know, I've got the child. He goes and even sits in the ashram, you know. And I can't come here. So even coming to the ashram where she wants to come, my husband cannot go because he's not doing the housework, I'm doing the housework and he's enjoying Swamiji's company. Even there I tell you, this is, you know, marriage is not working. I said it will never work. Swamiji, why so pessimistic? I said because you don't want it to work. If you expect everyone to be the way you want them to be and foolishly people try to do that and the marriage gets even worse. Because now when you get what you want then you want everything. You should not even speak to your mother. Yeah. And that Buddha starts doing that also. And is the marriage any happier? No. So when these girls themselves used to come and speak to me, and even the men, a little different approach you take. I used to tell them only one. I was also thinking now how to give them a solution. You tell them accept, why should I accept? That's the whole thing today. Why should I accept? Now, if I'm telling to accept something like, you know, he's uh, hitting or he's uh, doing something nasty or is being unfair, that's a different story. I'm saying just accept a little bit of idiosyncrasies that people have or their televisions or, or not doing the work or whatever or even, you know, getting angry a little bit, this and that, whatever. I said, you'll never be happy even if he turns out to be exactly as you want him to be because you only don't know what you want first of all hmm? second is second is even if you get what you want anything in the world are you satisfied so if he changes or she changes to the way you want to will you be satisfied nothing in the world can satisfy us so how are we seeking satisfaction in this thing and yet, I tell you, your children scream at you. You do everything for your children. They don't do anything at all. Yet, the sheer joy of bringing them up. Whether it's the man or the wife or the woman. The sheer joy of bringing them up, going through all the trouble, going through all the difficulties. Because we don't understand one secret. If you want, you will always be miserable. When you give, you find your joy. 
with children you are always giving and therefore you always delighted with them not that they are the way you want them to be not the, that they behave well with you not that they do anything i tell you one very interesting incident somebody celebrated their big grand 25th wedding anniversary they sent me an invitation i don't go for most of these things but i was not in town also when i came back everybody told me what a celebration it was that in the city never each one now competes that the better so every time you hear there was never one like this before you hear all these things anyway she had whatever they had distributed those uh, nuts and uh, some vessels uh, silver looking vessels on silver anniversary nowadays they don't give silver you know and they they had brought of course um, minus the other things that they give to their means the bottles so came and you know came and all the other ladies were sitting around and uh, they were talking and they were talking how grand the wedding anniversary was and everything and then after some time any conversation after some times always tends to talk about people so they said you know swami ji 25 years of marriage swami ji we women to come every week for classes our men also i said the men are coming your men don't come now what can i do you know swami ji you should have some special sessions for these men the mothers have taught them nothing <laughs> today society has changed we are not of those type of women that you know we do everything for that even now even now at this age he's a old man now comes home his tie is lying here he can't find his tie when he is going i have to pick up and put in the place where i will find it because he can't find anything and worse till i mean to cut the story short the usual things told that you know that even in the bathroom never cleans up the bathroom towel is thrown there and worst of all that irritates me so much that it's getting to her nerves she says you know that he leaves the toothpaste open <laughs> can't even close the toothpaste I said on that basis in certain countries you can get divorce. <laughs> so she uh, says this is really getting you know Swamiji I feel and divorce the word that Tatar people using these days. I feel like divorcing him. I said twenty five years of marriage. We had a big party. Ha, huh? that was for the party, no. <laughs> Anyway, what will I say if I tell? Except that you men only this that that I I I've, I've got used to because even I knew her for twenty five years. So I just said okay, 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 fine. But okay. said no, Swamiji, it's not okay. Don't take that side. I said I don't take that side. When I'm with them, I take your side. <laughs> but I'm telling you, just accept it. Why should we accept it? I said you will be at peace and you won't have a nervous breakdown because already affecting your nerves. Yeah, but why? Anyway, I said change the subject. I said by the way, uh, where is your son? Because he used to come in my uh, Balvihar for some time and he's gone abroad to study. I said where's your son? Oh, he's come here for the wedding anniversary. So how come he didn't come here? Swamiji is sleeping. Oh, when you go back home, of course, you know you'd be just waking up. 
and his clothes will be lying here and there. She said, yeah, you know how boys are now, they've come for a holiday, clothes will be lying there. And of course, in the bathroom also, the toothpaste will be open. <laughs> I said, isn't he a chip of the old block? <laughs> she said, to think about it, yes. I said, you never complained about him. See, here is the secret. The more you expect, the more you want, even if you get what you want, you can never be satisfied. But when you love and you give, whatever you give, even little you give, the satisfaction that you get, and that is why with children you get satisfaction, but with your spouse you never get satisfaction. Because you want, whether it's a man or a woman. So now can you see that? Buddhi yukto jahatiya ubhai sukrita dushkritai. Here itself, what is the benefit of it? What is far more greater than this way of inspired activity? That you are free from sukrita and dushkrita. Good. And the results of good and evil deeds. Evil deeds means, now we are going to go do something that good and bad deeds, the results will be favorable and unfavorable because you do not have any selfish motive in it. Therefore, the results really are not yours. You are free from that result. You are free from the result of that karma and action. Tasmat Yogaya Yujasva. Therefore, Arjuna, earlier he says, Yuddhaya Yudhyasva. Because Yuddha is your duty there. And therefore, Yudhyasa, you fight. Now, Yogaya Yudhyasva. Yogaya means performance of your duty, but with love and dedication. Yudhyasva, hmm? you perform. For yoga, karmasu, kaushalam. For dexterity in action. Kaushalam, really, even word efficiency cannot be defined. But yoga, which was pointed out as equanimity of mind, brings about a certain glow in your action. A certain enrichment in your action that even the common action that everybody does. When you do it with this spirit, there is a magical glow to that action that is called as Karmasu Kaushala. Normally in the corporate world, efficiency means Minimum input, maximum output. And that philosophy means do the least, demand the most. Very often that is what is understood as efficiency. Efficiency here means that not only you get success when you do your action in the present without anxiety and when you do it to the best of your capacity, 
not only do you enjoy your work and such inspired work gains in itself a certain glow where actually you are using um, because most of your energies are dissipated in your anxieties, worries, expectations with the least amount of effort it seems because it becomes effortless. Not only do you get the result or the success, but along with it, every moment that you work with inspiration gives you that extended joy. And when with joy you work, your work itself has got a certain glow. This is called as yoga. Yoga is not that I am very spiritual and religious therefore you know whatever it is if something is filthy is filthy why because i'm a yogi filthy fellow lazy fellow that is not called as yoga whether that person has clothes or no clothes or dirty clothes there will be such a shine and glow in that person that even rags he will carry with dignity. Look at our Tapunji Maharaj. So royal in his literally tattered clothes. And Gurudev even in his well-stitched clothes and there are people who got designer clothes but they look so haggard. See, that efficiency in action is yoga. And such a person works with such a spirit of dedication that with the work that he puts in, of, with inspiration, the output is far more than what ordinary people work with tension, anxiety, slogging like a donkey, but producing nothing much. But don't understand that efficiency is yoga. So, you know, people think that, oh, if there is a skill or skill in action is yoga, they translate like that. So, you know, if a pickpocketer can pickpocket with skill, he's a yogi. There's no doubt even that requires very good concentration. <laughs> but that is not what is called as efficiency or skill in action is yoga. But the Acharya has pointed out what is the efficiency here that normally when people act, they get bound. Now you'll understand Durena Yavaram Karma. Normally when people act, they get bound by the results of action. The yogi, while acting, releases himself from the bondage of action. This is called as I am giving you all the shades of meaning. From your material to your emotional to your corporate as well as your spiritual life. How does this apply? The real skill is When do you say, 
she is a skilled ballerina when when she dances you don't even see her feet on the ground that's why it is pointed out that when such a yogi walks he doesn't leave behind a footprint in short when such a yogi works in the world of objects emotions and thoughts through his body mind and intellect dedicated to a higher goal he does not leave any impression behind in the form of vasanas and thus does not get bound this is called as skill or efficiency in action productive no doubt his action has got even a greater amount of productivity because energies are not de de dissipated in unnecessary challenge so with the same work he can put in the maximum and get out of it also the maximum there was one disciple went up to a guru a very often quoted story went up to his guru and said what's the difference between you and me you get up in the morning i have to get up 15 minutes before you to look after you so i get up before you i get up also at the same time in the morning you have a bath i also have a bath you go for a walk i also go for a walk you eat two times a day maybe i eat four times a day but <laughs> but i also eat you are also eating you sleep i also sleep what is the difference between you and me because really speaking outwardly to be the same so he said the only difference is when i when i bathe i bathe when i eat i eat when i walk i walk when i sleep i sleep the difference is that when you are bathing you are thinking about eating when you are eating you are walking when you are walking you are eating yeah such a disintegrated person is not a yogi when you put your mind to where your hands are working in the present in the now and you are mindful the outcome of such actions is not only greater productivity but also you do not get agitated you are in peace you enjoy every moment and the best part of it you don't get bound by the result because you don't react isn't it so do it buddhau sharanam vichcha now don't sit back and say why how it can't be done klaibyam asmagama parta don't give in to such impotency anadyam ajushtam aswargyam akirtim karam arjuna so stand up uttishta kaunteya that's why buddhau sharanam anvichcha it was said so tasmad yogaya Yujjasva, yoga 
is not some dull state of sitting in a cave and becoming a stone. Yoga is to be lived in whatever you do. In whichever role you have to play. Whether you are a family man or a renunciate. That whatever you do, do it to the best of your capacity. And you can do that when you have this equanimity of mind. How inspiring these verses. And I tell you, read Gurudev's commentary. After that, if you are not shot out of your slumber of living life as a drab, also, evenness of mind is with relationship to the fruits of action. While Kaushalam is with reference to your action. Work with efficiency and when the result comes, be calm and non-reactive. And therefore, receive your result with equanimity. That is called as acceptance. And therefore, whenever yogi does, it is done with full sense of responsibility. And therefore, every work of that person is a piece of art. Thank you for tuning in to this episode by the Chinmaya Mission. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing. If you're looking for exceptional and detailed content on the Bhagavad Gita and how Lord Krishna's advice to Arjuna is relevant to the hurdles you face today, or understanding your mind, or explanations on Hindu scriptures in easy-to-understand English, the Chinmaya Mission YouTube channel is the place to be. All links are in the description.